This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Dischem Baby City. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And just like that, I can say a happy, happy new year to all of you. It is really, isn't it such a nice time of this, the year, the beginning of the year? It gives you this kind of feeling of, you know, possibility, the start. I don't know what it is and I don't know what magically happens on the 31st of December when it kind of goes over, but as I read recently, it is in human nature to want to start afresh and to start new things. And we kind of have this idea of wanting to start new. I'm actually not a huge big fan of New Year's resolutions. Um, I think maybe it comes with age that I, I don't know what it is, but I think maybe I realized that it can be a potential to set you up for failure, for lack of a better word. But now also I have to say I grabbed this whole New Year's feeling on with both hands because you know what? 2023 might have been a hard year for lots of us. And in the end of the day, if you have a bit of a boost, I really believe that we should all take it. But um, for me, one of the things that I noticed with regards to just hold on for one second. Shanaz, on the background there, please, can you mute yourselves? I think we all can hear that distraction. <laughs> okay, no problem. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but very interestingly, I noticed on social media that a lot of people now are choosing a word of the year. That they're kind of like a mantra for the year. And I really like this idea of having like this word for the year and this mantra that kind of um, helps you to, I don't know, stay on course for lack of a better word. And I've tr- decided that I am going to choose a, a, a word for the year, but I, w- I am struggling a little bit to decide 100% what this word should be. One of the words that I was thinking was maybe something like growth, because I really want to focus on learning new skills and learning new things, and maybe learning should be my word, I don't know, um, or, but also teaching what I know. Again, that's also part of um, the show, I guess, as well, sharing the expertise that I have and also the people that I have to help with these different um, uh, things that we have um, as parents, these struggles we have. But maybe you can inspire me on this 3rd of January, at the beginning of the year. Do you have a word for the year? Are you going to have a mantra for the year that you see this kind of trend that's happening? I would love to know what your word for. Maybe it inspires me to choose a similar word. Um, so if you want, you could, of course, SMS me at 34519. SMSs are charged at 150 per SMS. Or you can telegram us on 061-895-1019. Um, and send us, like, just your word for the year. Or if you have a news resolution, please, just because I'm not into it, um, <laughs> doesn't mean you should be. So if you have kind of a New Year's resolution that you want to have, please do share it with us. The interesting thing is that I am actually still in the Cape. So today I am actually partially doing this still on holiday. And it brings me to the topic of what we're discussing today is that even though I am on holiday and 
I'm spending quite a lot more time, obviously, with my families. It's been such a blessed time. I have to say, every time we are on holiday together as a family, I, I only have gratitude in my heart. And it's so wonderful to see how my kids are and to spend a lot of time with them and doing different things with them. I absolutely love it. But still, surprisingly, I now I'm sitting here doing this, working while we're on holiday. My kids are in front of the screens. I can promise you that. And I'm feeling guilty about it. I'm like thinking, oh, now I'm doing this. And are they having too much screen time? Am I playing too much golf with my husband during this holiday? All these thoughts of guilt is just constantly, not constantly, but often I think I have started, you know, realizing that that kind of comes with um, parenting. But really, it's like mother's guilt. And that's exactly what we're talking about today is that parental guilt that I don't know as soon as you find out you're pregnant with your first child that it just all these thoughts of feeling guilty about silly things and sometimes it's not silly things sometimes it's real things it's obviously not or else we would be wouldn't be talking about this but it is really a really big thing so of course as always I am not the only one talking about it um, I have b- brought in um, the experts and today I'm talking to mental health and wellness coach and of course mom um, Shanaz Mula. Hello, Shanaz. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Randy. How are you doing? I am doing... It's New Year's. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm grabbing onto that New Year's feeling this year. I love the idea of a, of a word instead of a New Year resolution. And it resonates so well with me. And it's actually something that I thought about uh, last year as to what I could bring into the new year. And my word for you, Yolandi, is equilibrium. I want equilibrium. That's what I want. I just want balance for the year in all aspects of my life. So just to start off on that note. Ah, I, I, I like that. I like that balance idea. I do also have to say, though, that that also brings me to the topic for today again. Like the idea of balance sometimes brings for me also a lot of guilt feelings because I, I feel like it becomes, uh, definitely balance is not going to be my word for the year. <laughs> it brings me, what like, it it brings me anxiety. <laughs> and you know what, Jelani, that's the, what we actually need to remember. It's absolutely normal. Uh, mom guilt, we say mom guilt as a very loose term, but it's actually parents' guilt as a whole. It's just that moms tend to experience a lot more of it, and it actually occurs in more than 90% of parents. And so it's not something new to you or me. It is something that occurs across the board from, as you mentioned, something small, screen time, bedtime, we gave them a little extra a treat or um, something which is a little bit more significant. We were a little bit harder with them today. Uh, we affected their mental health in certain ways that we didn't plan to, all these aspects. So it affects all of us, and it is absolutely something that we need to speak more about. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I often, like I say to parents, um, because obviously all of you already know that this is my side hustle, um, the podcast, and that um, I do actually help parents to sleep better. That's my main <laughs> focus. So often when I do deal with parents, I actually also, especially parents with second ones as well, I say to them, it's like it kind of comes with the territory mom guilt, this feeling yes. of 
just you feel guilty about taking care of yourself, not taking care of yourself, taking care of your kids, not taking care of your kids and all these small things. And I mean, you mentioned something as well that uh, sometimes for me is also if we're stressed out, I remember the end of the year, um, like snapping at the kids for no reason whatsoever. And then I feel guilty about that. And then you overcompensate in a different aspect. Then you feel guilty about overcompensating. <laughs> Isn't it fun? <laughs> <laughs> and exactly what you said, Yolani, everyone's a critic when it comes to mom. And we are often the hardest on ourselves. So every aspect of uh, parenting is influenced in, uh, by others and ourselves, even to the, to the littlest aspect of it. And it takes place in our lives on a constant basis. And we don't actually realize how much of it is affecting us in terms of how we parent, how we manage our own mental health and our capacity to manage our children better, and how we are impacting their mental health at the end of the day. And I mean, oh, I mean, this is going to be such a nice talk. I already, I mean, I feel <laughs> just the fact that you're just saying that it is normal, and I think that we are talking about this. I hope this is going to give everyone um, that same feeling of, you know what, we need to talk about the fact that it is absolutely too normal to feel mother's guilt and that we should talk about it and we shouldn't pretend like it's not something. And in the same breath as well, yeah. I'm always saying, and this is something I probably say at every show, I think everyone is getting sick of this mantra, is that I often say that parenting is exactly that. It is a lot of conflicting emotions at exactly the same time. And sometimes that's the main reason why it's so tiring is because your brain is feeling super blessed and super annoyed at the same time and trying to get those two conflicting emotions within each other. But more on that just after this ad break. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. Yes, if you've just joined me, you are on 101.9 High FM with me, your host, Yulandi Becker, and this is Bump and Beyond, and we've started this year off with a bang on this show, and I'm so looking forward to the rest of the year as well with regards to it, because let's roll on this New Year's feeling um, of how we're feeling. My guest today, mental health and wellness coach, Shanaz Mula, she mentioned that her word for the year is equilibrium. As I mentioned, I will definitely not be choosing that word. Just the thinking <laughs> of balance gives me anxiety. I've given up on that pipe dream a very long time ago. <laughs> and I never feel like uh, my life is 100% balanced. But I, yet I don't fall down quite often. So maybe I am... I'm secretly balanced and I don't even realize this because I'm a super um, organizer. And that's also something that I have to say that during this holiday time, I do it often during holiday time where I don't plan anything. Um, in, in all honesty, sometimes we're sitting here at 6 p.m. in the evening and we're all like, oh, we're hungry. We should maybe eat something. <laughs> Uh, but that's kind of because I overplan my life. So in normal life, I always feel like I need to be a little bit more spontaneous and go with the flow during holiday time. And I really, my brain enjoys that break, I have to say. But then again, I feel guilty at that 6 p.m. that I didn't take more care <laughs> with making food. And that hence my our discussion again today 
mothers, that fun thing, mother's guilt. So, Shanaz, tell me a little bit. You did say that it's normal. Um, so I'm not yeah, yeah. I'm not abnormal yeah. in my crazy <laughs> thing. It's actually it. really underspoken about. Uh, mom's guilt occurs in such a large portion of parents out there. As I mentioned, it's not just moms. It's parents out there. So over 90% of parents experience some form of uh, what we call mom guilt. It's specifically for mom guilt because the extensiveness of it hits moms a lot harder. We try to shuffle a lot more. We try to create that equilibrium. We're talking about that balanced lifestyle. We try to be a mom, uh, a wife, a home a partner, a caregiver. We try to fill so many roles as teachers um, um, in terms of our teaching our kids. Uh, we are part-time nurses. We are so many different things. So it hits moms a lot harder in terms of what actually impacts us in terms of mental health. And if you just take a step back to try and understand what mom guilt actually is. Um, so if you look at it, it's that feeling of inadequacy, uh, that feeling inside us that we are not enough to some extent. We fail to provide or support our children's needs either emotionally, physically, spiritually, or in some context. And it's given, this is the name given to those feelings of guilt or shame, that we don't live up to either our own or others' expectations in our role as a parent. And this is really important when I say our own or others' expectations, because mom's guilt comes from societal expectations of us, as well as our own expectations. So sometimes we, um, we'll talk later on about social media, for example, and the impact that that has, and our lifestyle, how we've been brought up. So the, my mom could have been a role model to me, and I'm trying to fill bigger shoes than I'm able to fit. So it's, it's we're trying to live up to either our own or others' expectations of our role as a parent, and in that we are, um, feel that we are failing in some regard to live in terms of those unrealistic ideals of what a perfect mom should be. Oh, Shanaz, I, I honestly, I actually had to take a moment to just breathe just now, to be all <laughs> honest, yeah. Um, just to say that, like, when you, you struck a nerve in me a little bit when you said that specifically that feeling of being inadequate. And um, as you mentioned as well, so many different roles that we have to take on as a mom. In all essence, you're a jack of all trades and a master in none, <laughs> or that is the feeling <laughs> that we have, that we're yeah, master in none. Um, and to be honest, like I said, I, I literally had to take a moment here to breathe a little bit and not think of, overthink it because I have this feeling of like immense pressure of these different roles that I have to take and that I'm, and that's probably why I also don't want to have this um, feeling or there was this word equilibrium because I don't even want to think about it in, in all essence, or because I can't manage everything. <laughs> I know that, but maybe that's also how I've realized that, uh, yeah, uh, in all honesty, you can't be perfect in every role. It's impossible. <laughs> 
And what you actually talking about, Yulani, is actually one of the coping mechanisms on how to manage guilt, your realistic expectation of what you can achieve and what you can't achieve. And that's where, um, how we, we not, may not be aware of it, but that is a coping mechanism that we have in order for us to manage and, uh, and determine what we are able to do. What can I do for my kids? What's enough for my kids? And the beauty part of this is, that it actually differs per household. It's not a standard unification of this is the blueprint of what you need for a successful child to grow up. They need, need love and they need attention and they need care. However, the dynamics of each home is so different that what fits in one home makes it differently in another. So what we are going to hopefully get to discuss is some guidelines on how to help mom mums um, or parents as a whole to manage the guilt, to look out for uh, in terms of um, how to identify the sources of guilt, to see if they need extra assistance, how and what we can do to just empower them a little bit in, in this regard. Yes, great. Uh, before we get to that, um, if you've just joined us, you are on 101.9 HFM. This is Bump and Beyond, and I'm your host, Yolandi Becker. And today we're talking about parental guilt or mother's guilt, as it is known. A very kind of normal phenomenon if you are a parent that you're, um, as our guest today, Shanaz Mula was saying, is that that feeling of being inadequate in all the various roles that we seemingly have as parentals. Um, and... Yeah, like I said, for me, it's been actually a little bit of a triggering conversation. And you were just now saying that we should talk about the strategies. But before we get to that, I would like to, how do you kind of identify the symptoms or the triggers or the causes of of mother's guilt? Okay, that is an excellent starting point. Um, If we don't know how we need help, if we don't know what we're looking for. So let's start having an idea in terms of what are some of the signs to look out for. And when we're discussing this, um, I want people to consider, all your listeners to please consider this from a holistic point of view. If you have one or two thoughts regarding this, um, it may not be an extensive sense of mom guilt. You may have other issues, but we're just taking it from a general point of view to see how we can assist. So if you are... um, some of the aspects of the signs to look out for in terms of mom guilt. Do you have a lot of negative self-talk regarding your parenting? Do you always self-talk or you have negative self-talk in terms of, I'm not good enough in terms of my parenting. Um, That mom seems to be handling her kids so much better. Uh, That mom packed a way better lunch than me. But when I talk about negative self-talk, I'm talking about it being a constant in your life. You feel like you and never living up to those expectations. So even though parenthood is a wave of up and downs, you tend to go more on the downward wave with negative self-talk. That's one of the, the signs to look out yeah. for. A link to that is low self-worth because we're always talking negatively about ourselves. So therefore, I have a self, low self-worth. Low self-worth about myself, um, being a mom, being able to fit the role as a parent, being able to see for my child's needs, um, linked exactly to what we said earlier, because the actual definition is when we feel inadequate in terms of um, helping our children into, in terms of physical, emotional, or spiritual needs. So that's linked to, to that level in terms of low self-worth. 
and it's linked to that again is anxiety and stress because all of this then leads to excessive anxiety and stress. Every single mom wants to do the best they possibly can for their children. Every parent wants their children to thrive and to be um, to be able to assist them in their life, to live effective lives, to give them love, care, attention. And when we feel like we cannot do that, we have the negative self-talk, low self-worth, leading to anxiety and stress. So that's just the start of it. And then it actually stems a little bit deeper because anxiety and stress then to some extent leads, leads to uh, depressive thoughts and poor mental health. And with the poor mental health, we have anger and rage. And you, this is often common. Anger and rage is often common in parents um, that are also completely burnt out. They're trying to, be, to fit this role of a perfect parent and a perfect mom. They are so um, fatigued and drained out. They're not able to manage their daily tasks. They're not main, able to manage their role as a parent. And it leads to anger and rage skills, which often manifest in their behavior towards their children, which then actually um, result in a rolling um, sort of situation where the guilt now is actually compounded. So it's such a a very delicate balance in terms of what's actually happening in this. So that's quite a few. That's some of the the, the signs to look out for from a mental health uh, point of view. And also some of the things that um, does impact us in terms of how do you know you're having a problem with this is if you spend too much time on social media, which affects our self-image that we spoke about. And this is actually such a big topic and that we'll go into. Social media has impacted our thoughts, our idea in terms of who we need to be as a person to a point where it is not that um, realistic. And that's where we get these unrealistic ideas of perfect parents. We are, we are seeing a, a highlight reel of a parent's day for a minute or two, and we are trying to create that expectation that this is how parents are on a whole, which is not the case. And we have extensive guilt because we are not able to provide for our children on that regard. However, that highlight reel is literally just that, the highlight reel of that day. Social media is affecting it in such a huge manner. Um, Also, a sign to look out for, um, linked to burnout. Um, Are you trying to do everything? Are you completely fatigued? Um, do you have negative coping mechanisms? So not coping in a positive way. Do you have, are you self-harming, substance abuse? Are you isolating yourself because you feel when you go out that of glass mom? of wine at the end of the day because you need to take <laughs> the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to tell people what's the limit, but you know your own limit. <laughs> but sometimes, and that's the difference between uh, a positive coping mechanism and, and a negative one because Sometimes you do need, I mean, you obviously do need that time at the end of the day just to take a step back and say, you know what, I need this five minutes. I just need the time to myself. And that's a positive coping mechanism. And when we take that too far, then we go into negative coping mechanisms. And it's trying to find the balance on what works for you to be the best version of yourself. So um, if you're having negative coping mechanisms, that's the sign to look out for. And also if you're having sleep disruptions, insomnia or hypersomnia, uh, those are also actually linked to um, mom guilt because you're sitting, you're either not sleeping well because you're sitting and thinking about what you are not able to do for your children or you are so exhausted and fatigued that you are oversleeping. So these are just 
overall some of the things that you can look out for in terms of signs regarding mom guilt. Oh, and I mean, Shanaz, it's been so enlightening for me as well. And I think this is so helpful for so many parents out there just to, first of all, understand where it's coming from. And like you mentioned, very specifically as well, that social media. And again, um, I'm, uh, with my job, I'm, I am on social media a relative amount. And I've luckily um, have been able to kind of, I feel, maybe I am wrong, but I've kind of been able to filter through things and do it in a responsible way because um, I do have to limit what I'm looking at and what I'm exposing. But also during holiday time, I myself have a tendency to post a lot more on social media because I just have a little bit more time and there's a lot of nice things happening. And That's something that I also just kind of want to reiterate to people is that because sometimes you can also get this idea that you're not being authentic and you've got this nice life and whatever. But in all honesty, it has been a really nice time for me. So in all honesty, I do feel I have been authentic. But in the same breath, so we have to remind ourselves when we are looking at other people's Instagram or following them is that they are also trying to create entertainment for you. Because we want to, that's why you follow people is that you do want to see the fun things that they're doing and the interesting things that they're doing. And that's exactly it. Like you mentioned, the highlight reels of it. And you should always look at it in that way is that it's not, that's exactly that small piece of it. And I didn't mention in my social media, the two and a half weeks, I was really sick at home over Christmas. Because I want people to see how gross I looked and how much I was coughing and what all during the holiday times. And again, a reminder of that, how you seeing things happening is not, is definitely not the way it is. But in the same breath, those influencers out there, are there for your entertainment in the end of the day. And they're probably going to keep on doing it because we are keep on watching it and being entertained by those, uh, you you know, good things and nice things that they are. Definitely. Um, (laughs) And that's the thing with social media. It's it's not about uh, um, what I mentioned was spending too much time. So there's actually an element of addictiveness. Uh, that actually goes on individuals that are experiencing mom guilt where you keep filtering through the idea of a perfect mom and doing comparisons against that. Uh, there's a lot of good happens. I'll say I follow um, a little big feelings. It's one of the best things that you can actually look at in terms of helping your toddler and little, they give you also love to little help big yourself. Big oh, I love it. Love. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. And it's, it's, it's such a good tool to use. However, the addictiveness of it, once we spiral into a negative aspect of it, and that's where we need to be careful. Um, so it's about spending too much time on those aspects that are actually affecting our self-worth and self-image. We cannot pull ourselves out to realize that this is exactly what it is. So for instance, Yulani worked hard for the entire year, and she's having a fabulous two weeks with her family. That's what it is, and it's amazing, and, you've got, and we get to enjoy that with you and we get to experience it with you and that's normal however it's, just, it's, it's the active of someone looking at only that 
filtering out everything else that happens and says, her life is only amazing and I am not able to reach this. I am a failure. I, my self-worth can never reach what she has and not actually considering how much goes into the background of it. So it's a matter of actually, uh, as you mentioned, being responsible. So it is a designation. We have to be responsible in that regard. Oh, Shanaz, I could probably talk to uh, to you about this the whole entire day. I'm really loving <laughs> this conversation, but we're very quickly running out of time, unfortunately. So what are some tips and strategies that uh, parents can use to actually help to deal? Um, wait, before we get to that, I first have to go to an ad break. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. And just like that, we are strongly running out of time today. And before we went to that ad break, um, I mentioned um, with our guest today, Shanaz Mula, who is a mental health and wellness coach. I was asking her, we were talking about mother's guilt and we are talking about what are some tips and strategies to cope with mother's guilt. Okay, so Yolani, just to give everyone a highlight of what to do and please listeners, read up on this and get your idea of what would work for you. Some of the things that we can do to manage guilt is identify the sources of guilt. So identify what's your internal expectation that you put on yourself as a mom and try and create more realistic expectations in terms of that. So basically reframe your perspective of what a good parent is so that it meets your ideal in terms of what you can manage instead of having these unrealistic expectations. Uh, curve comparisons. Don't compare yourself and your parents' um, journey with that of your colleagues, friends, etc. There is always going to be someone you think doing better. However, be gentle with yourself. Trust the process and you are right where you need to be with your little one. Do what is best for them. Uh, limit following on social media. And when you do, be responsible. What we have spoken about. Alleviate guilty feelings by limiting contact that makes you um, overthink uh, your parenting, making you question your parenting. Rather look at positive, uh, where we have discussed, uh, some positive influences. Look at tips that you can get from other moms that can make your life easier. So be responsible and limit your following on social media to things that are going to make you feel better in your life. Um, self-care. Self-care, moms, we do not do enough of this. Self-care is so, so important. Find time, even if it's just you need to fill your cup in order for you to be able to help others. Find a, even if it's a little time with your friends, even if it's a nap, a little pampering. I know we don't often have much time to pamper ourselves. Even if it's just a nice hot bath, you need self-care. You need to recharge. You need to be better and be able to manage yourself so that you can actually be there for your kids and set healthy boundaries so that you can have a little bit of time in order for you to be able to be there for others. We are often the hardest on ourselves, so be kind and forgiving and take that little bit of time out for self-care. And with that, ask for help. It does take a village to raise someone and find who your support is, your friends, your mom, your sisters, colleagues, some. Take a little bit of time now and then. Um, Yolani, you guys have helped me immensely. I use Goodnight Consultants for my son. It was the best thing ever. (laughs) 
So reaching out to a professional is something that you can do as well if it helps you. Uh, my son was a poor sleeper, and now I have fantastic sleep. So find mechanisms, find alternatives that can help you so that it can free up your time to be good, uh, to be well enough to manage what you need to, to, to do. And overall, letting go of the expectations that we have spoken about. There is no one image of a perfect mom. There is no image of what a perfect appearance looks like. So release those unrealistic expectations, get your, rid yourself of the guilt associated with it, both on a societal level and a personal one, and create rather a framework of what you think is suitable that will be able to assist you in maintaining healthy relationships with your partners and your kids in, that, in, in, in terms of what can be met. Thank so that's just my so overall much. tips I would like to give to the It listeners. was fantastic and a wonderful talk. If you've missed this conversation with mental health and wellness coach Naz Muller, I encourage you to make sure that you go listen to this podcast that will be available on highfm.com afterwards um, because it has been immensely insightful Shanaz it's really I think we could have a whole nother show about this topic it's been really so helpful it feels like it's your landing is so much on this topic <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me it's been wonderful having you that was a pleasure thanks so much for having me yes